So let's say you've got a fantastic bedtime routine and they are waking up or not falling asleep. You're having a lot of trouble with this and bedtime just seems to drag on and on and on. What is going on? Hello, beautiful mama, and welcome to the Nourishing Mama podcast. St. Catherine of Siena said, Be who you were meant to be, and you will set the world on fire. Mamas, our job is one of the most important jobs on earth, and also one of the hardest. We don't all start out as the moms we wanted to be, but what if we took this challenge as seriously as the world tells us to take our careers? What if we laid out a plan of preparation so we could show up ready to fight the good fight and become who we were meant to be, the very heart of our homes? If you want to take motherhood to the next level to prepare your mind, body, and soul for the enormous task at hand, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kelsey, and I want to teach you to nourish yourself so that you can nourish your family. Let's dive in. Hey there, Mama. I wanted to catch you before the show starts today and let you know I'm running monthly burnout reversal sessions. And if you want to catch the next one, hop on down to the show notes, check out the link and sign up. You can either come to the live one, it's online, or you can catch the replay and learn to be the kind of mom who can keep burnout at bay in your life. Moms, we don't need to be burned out all the time. There's so many things we can do to be proactive and to set up a routine that lets us show up like the peaceful, energetic, joyful moms we always wanted to be. I'm so excited to see you at the next one. Hello there. Today, we're talking about troubleshooting our kids' sleep. Now, I'm not talking mostly about babies. I'm mostly talking about kids ages two and up for this one. We're going to have a baby sleep consultant on next week who's going to talk a little bit more about baby sleep. But today, this is about kids. So let's say you've got a fantastic bedtime routine and they are waking up or not falling asleep. You're having a lot of trouble with this and bedtime just seems to drag on and on and on. What? Is going on. So first, let's talk about what happens at bedtime. First, uh, your kids love connecting with you. Bedtime is a time of connection, a time where they are trying to work through their day, a time where they might be looking to you to help them co-regulate, to process, to figure out their feelings, and to work through those feelings. So the first thing you want to look at, if you find your kid is getting out of bed a lot, did you have enough connection points throughout the day or the week? Or are they feeling like they haven't had enough connection time because they are going to have a hard time independently falling asleep if they haven't had enough connection with you? The second thing you want to look at is how much activity there was during the day. Because if you've got a day where it was overstimulating, it's really hard for kids to wind down out of that. They might need a little extra help. They might need a slightly longer bedtime routine, a little more soothing, a little more uh, time where you're actually like helping them to notice their body, to notice their heart rate, to um, get their muscles to just relax after a lot of activity. Like, have you ever been to something like a roller coaster and you still feel like your body is going up and down that roller coaster once you go to lie down? Our kids feel that too. And it could just be from something like running around all day. Their little muscles have been working hard and they might need you to actually walk them through relaxing each part of their body so that they can learn that skill and learn how to fall into a sleep 
I mean, think about how many adults actually still have trouble with that kind of thing. So if it's been a really active day, they might need help winding down. But the other thing too, is if it's been an understimulating day, they might just not actually be tired yet. They might still have energy to burn. So you want to notice that and you want to say, okay, maybe they need a little more time of being awake, not doing something super high energy, because obviously you still want to be consistent with your bedtime routine, but maybe they need to be allowed to uh, sit in their bed and look at a book a little longer or play with their stuffed animals. As long as they're staying in bed, they're not getting too wound up again. That sort of thing can really help if it hasn't been an overstimulating, if it hasn't been a very stimulating day. Next thing you want to look at is you want to look at what kind of light are they exposed to and when. There's a lot of research on this that morning light, natural sunlight helps to set your circadian rhythm. So if you're finding that your kid is consistently having trouble falling asleep at night, you can ask yourself, are they getting sunshine in the morning? The other thing to ask is, are they getting too much screen time too close to bed? Because that's also something that could be signaling to their brain that it is still daytime. The blue light tells your body that it's not nighttime yet. And it's really good with kids, especially who are really sensitive to this, to make sure that for at least two hours before bedtime, they're not being exposed to a lot of blue light. And blue light can be not just from screens too, by the way, if you've got like really bright fluorescence in your house, that can be messing with their sleep cycle. So the best thing to do is to focus on the natural light in the morning and keeping artificial light to a minimum in the evening. And the more you do that, the more you can help them with their natural sleep rhythm. The other thing is that I think a lot of people know that babies go through mental leaps where they're learning a new skill, but did you know older kids do as well? And it can be really hard for them to fall asleep if they're going through some sort of a mental or a physical leap, like they're learning something and their brain just won't turn off. They might need a little extra help. They might need a little extra connection. So I wouldn't get stressed if there's like the occasional, you know, day here and there where they're really having trouble falling asleep. What you want to notice is if there's a long pattern of this, like if you're feeling like this is happening every night that your kid's not falling asleep that's a different circumstance. That means that there's something you need to go and tweak about their routine, their day versus these occasional mental and physical leaps, which might just throw your family for a loop. I think the younger they are, the more you see this, but older kids get it too. It doesn't just stop because they're like five. And then is your kid neurodiverse? Because if they're having trouble falling asleep consistently, it might not actually be anything in your control or their control a lot of kids with neurodiversity, ADHD, autism, other things, they, it comes along with a sleep disorder. And this is where it might be good to talk to your doctor and see if there's anything you can do, anything you can adjust. Some kids need things like melatonin and some kids need something else. A really good one for some kids is to actually do a body scan meditation where you help them work through their body because it, can't, it can be that it's not very intuitive to learn how to relax each part of your body. And there's all sorts of meditations that you can find for a body scan like this on YouTube or on the Calm app. And it really, it can help your kid to learn how to relax their body, which is something that's not intuitive for everyone. I think especially for um, kids with ADHD, it can be really hard. The, the mind-body connection is not gonna be the same as a neurotypical person. Then the last thing you wanna check if your kid is really struggling with sleep is 
if there's a physical component to it or a medical component to it, again, it's really good to talk to your doctor if you're noticing a problem because it could be that there's something in their diet. They might have a food sensitivity that's causing sleep problems. Um, A lot of kids that have an allergy have sleep problems and it can even affect like their breathing. Like they have trouble falling into a deep sleep. They have trouble sleeping at all because they are... They, they have a really um, stuffy nose all the time, or sometimes their their nasal cavity isn't actually even formed correctly. Getting a doctor to look at that, or sometimes even a, there are specialist dentists who can look at nighttime breathing and help with things like sleep apnea, can tell you so much about if there's an underlying medical condition with your kids. Because it's not a behavior thing if that's what's going on and all the tweaking and everything you try to do isn't going to affect it. So if you feel like you've been trying everything, it's time to talk to a doctor and see if there's some sort of underlying medical component. It might be either the neurodiversity or a physical issue. Let's just go through real quick, all the things that I went through today. First, if you have trouble with sleeping, check on the level of connection that your kid is getting during the day. Second, if they've been understimulated or overstimulated. Third, what kind of light are they being exposed to? Fourth, could they be going through a mental or a physical leap? And fifth, is there neurodiversity or a medical issue at play? If you're checking through all these lists, you are really likely to figure out what is going on with your sleep routine and be able to tweak it and hopefully get a little more sleep for your family. I hope you have a great week and Looking forward to chatting with you guys next week. We've got a sleep consultant coming on to talk about infant sleep. So tune in.